Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Modest Millionaire Show. I'm your host, Andrew Johnson, coming at you live from the Chicago suburbs. Today, I'm going to talk about the $15 minimum wage debate and a host of other topics. So let's get it on. Minimum wage. Oh, where do we start? Let's start back way back to 1993 when I was making $4.25 an hour. The minimum wage now in my state of Illinois, $13 an hour. So that's a far cry from $4.25 an hour. And did I expect to raise a family off of $4.25 an hour? No, I did not. I used that money to go to the arcade to get some clothes have fun with. It was like my own spending money because my mom didn't have money to give out. She was a single mom of five children and was struggling every day to put food on the table. The fight for $15 continues. I can see $15 an hour in Seattle, California, Illinois, where the cost of living is astronomical. But in these lower cost of living states, I don't think that's a viable option. I think that people should take responsibility for their own life and go to school, learn a trade, learn some computer skills, do something that will enable you to make more money. Because even if you made $15 an hour and you stayed at that job for years and years, you're not going to be able to get ahead in life at all. You're not going to be able to save for retirement. You're not going to be able to purchase a home. You're not going to be able to raise a family. Even off 15, it's not enough money. You have to shoot more for like $25 to $30 an hour or beyond in order to have a comfortable living. So let me tell you about my plight. Back in 2004, I was working in a nursing home making $8 an hour to be a certified nurse assistant. You had to go to school and learn how to be a nurse assistant and take a exam to be registered to make $8 an hour. Isn't that the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life? You'd have to actually go to school for two months, do a clinical rotation, and take an exam to make $8 an hour. What the heck? Nobody wants to do those jobs. I mean, there's people doing those jobs, and God bless them, because it needs to be done to take care of the elderly. But $8 an hour? Are you serious? I mean, those are the people that should be making 15 to $20 an hour. People at McDonald's just pushing buttons and wiping tables. I'd rather wipe tables and wipe people's butts for, you know, $8 an hour even if I had the choice. Um, I went to school for that because it was part of a three-level course. I was certified nurse assistant, phlebotomist, and uh, EKG tech. It was all rolled into one. It was called a patient care technician. So... I had to get a job as a nurse assistant at a nursing home before I went to the hospital setting because they wanted a year of experience in a nursing home or some kind of nurse assistant experience before I can get a job in a hospital. So I did that for about a year. I worked overtime. I worked double shifts pretty much every day. Every, I used to work 2 to 10, and then the lady would call me every day at 6 in the morning to come in. I worked double shifts every day, and it still wasn't enough money. Luckily, my brother... Uh, at the time, had a home, and he was single. He had a great job. 
he allowed me and my wife to live in a room in his house and I paid him about $300 a month, which was a deal. And, uh, you know, he helped me out. I mean, I was struggling at that time. Uh, my wife uh, did not work at the time. She was an immigrant. She came here from the Philippines and uh, she did have a bachelor's degree, but you can't work right away when you come into the country. Legally, actually, you could work illegally. But uh, she got her papers in order and got a job, started making good money, and we got our apartment. And uh, eventually I got a job at Mercy Hospital for a whopping $10 an hour. Ooh, I thought I was in heaven there. So I was working there. I was doing all my skills, drawing blood, doing EKGs, and also nurse assisting. But it's not as bad as working in a nursing home because some of these people are there just for a couple of days or recuperating from surgery and are not really the caliber of old people who are immobile and can't do for themselves. So it wasn't a bad deal. I worked there for about mm, six, seven months. I was part-time there, but they had me working full-time hours. I had no insurance benefits, nothing like that. So fortunately, my wife got a job as a lab tech, and ironically, it was right across the street from Mercy Hospital where I was working at. So she got a job. She was making about eight, no, about, yeah, about $17 an hour, which was okay money for back then. And I applied at Northwestern Hospital, which is one of the top hospitals in the country. And I got a job there. I applied for the job over a year ago, and out of the blue, they called me up. And I was like, yeah, I want to go there. So I went in there for an interview. I got the job. It was $5 an hour pay increase. So, of course, you know what I did? I went over to Mercy. I gave my two weeks notice. I said, hey, I got a job right down the street making $5 more an hour. It's like $10,000 more a year. So it's a no-brainer that I went to Northwestern. Now, I just got full-time at Mercy, and the nurse actually had the gall to get mad at me, saying, how would you leave me? I just gave you full-time. I'm like, I'm getting $10,000 a year more. You're not going to pay me that, so I'm going where the money is. And anybody with a half a brain would do that as well. I don't know what she was thinking. So I started my journey at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. I was working 3.30 to midnight. I was making $15.28 an hour. It was a union job. I was a patient care tech. I was using all my skills. I was doing blood draws. I was doing EKGs. I was doing the nurse assistant skills. I was doing vital signs. I was transporting patients. Pretty much everything you can think of. I did that for about a year, and then I transferred to the lab. But here's what happened. I went down for a position in the lab as a specimen receiving technician. It's like a lab assistant. And I interviewed for the job. And I did not get it. So I said, okay, whatever. Stuff happens. I applied for another job in the lab in a different area, which was right next to specimen receiving. It's called hematology. And it was a technician two. I think it was a senior lab technician. And I didn't have any lab experience, but I did have an associate's degree. And that's what propelled me into the senior lab tech job. So I did get that job. And that was a blessing because that was even more money. It was like a 10% increase and it was a promotion. So when I got the job, I walked right past the people that didn't hire me. They see me in their eyes, like bulged out of their head. I'm like, I go, you know what? I went up there and I said, you know what? Thank you for not hiring me. I got a much better job over here in hematology. It's much more money than I would have got over here. I appreciate you guys interviewing me, but I'm glad I didn't get this job because it would have been a step down and I wanted to make more money. So that's what I did. So I worked there. 
in that job on the PM shift as well for about five years. And then I got moved to the bone marrow lab doing a different job. But it wasn't really a transfer. It was still in hematology. It was just a different shift. I got moved to day shift. At that time, I was making about $18 an hour or 19 And my wife was making good money. She actually got a job at the University of Chicago. And she was making well over $50,000. And we said, let's buy a condo. We bought a condo. Then we had a child. Pretty much immediately when I got the day shift, we had a child. I was on day shift. My wife was on PM shift. We had to hire a babysitter for about two hours a day. And it didn't cost us all that much. And we were smart about working opposite shifts to save money on daycare because daycare would have really bankrupted us because it probably would have been about $1,200 a month for childcare, which we probably could not afford and was more than our mortgage was. So what I did then was I stayed at Northwestern for about 15 years in that bone marrow lab. I stayed there 10 years in the bone marrow lab, five years in the lab, 15 years, 15 or 16 years. I think it was 16 years total if you include that one year of patient care tech. And then uh, I went into sterile processing. So here I am working in the lab, Northwestern Medicine, 14 years in the lab. Same thing, day in and day out. Not one thing changed. Do paperwork, do billing, process slides. Same thing, day in and day out. There was no room for growth there. And I felt like I was trapped. I was depressed. I wasn't really excited about going to work anymore because it was the same thing day in and day out. You would get lousy raises there, 2% raise a year, if that, if you're lucky. And there was no upward mobility for me. And I just felt like I didn't want to do it anymore because it was a three-hour commute to begin with. It was an hour and a half each way on a bus, on a train. And I wasted so much time commuting to this job over those years that I just felt like it wasn't worth it anymore. So I went back to school and I learned sterile processing. It was about a two-month course little over two months. It was 10 weeks. Uh, I did that at Prairie State College. They have a lot of programs for still processing here, but some of them require you to go to school for a year or two years. I'm like, are you serious? I'll do the 10-week one. Thank you. So I got a job making 15 bucks an hour at a hospital out in Des Plaines, and I was making $23.80 an hour at Northwestern. So that was quite a chunk of money off my... uh, salary. So I did that for a while. I'm still doing it there now, but I work there at PRN, which is part-time, and I work another full-time job at another hospital where I do make about $18 an hour, which is still less than the 23 bucks I was making before. But now I am getting a job in Alabama that's going to be paying me around $78,000 to be an operating room liaison. And what that is, is you're the middleman between sterile processing and the operating room. You'll work in surgery. You make sure the rooms are all set up. You set up all the computers for all the scopes. You make sure all the scopes are clean. Everything's set to go for the surgery. You are basically circulating in the operating room. 
And that is a big jump from my $50,000 a year job to $28,000 pay raise. So at $78,000, I can say that it's been a it's been worth the journey. Sometimes you got to take a step back before you take a step forward. And this whole story I'm telling you guys is a point to it is if you start out at minimum wage and you progress from there, it's a stepping stone. It was never meant to be uh, a wage where you can raise a family off of and it was never meant to be a job that was actually a career because it really isn't. They can hire anybody to work there to do what you do, like if you work at McDonald's or whatever, that require low skills. You have to get skills that some people don't have to put you ahead of the pack to get you that money, to get you that high-paying job. And that's been the moral of the story. Um, That was my career ladder. This is what we're at right now. Of course, I'm already a millionaire from investments. But, you know, making 78000 a year, it's not a bad deal. You only have to work eight hours a day there. It's not that hard of a job. And uh, I'm pretty proud of myself for doing this. And I only have a two-year degree. And back to that point, I have a two-year degree, but it's nothing to do with medicine. But that doesn't matter. A lot of jobs just want you to have some kind of a college degree. For instance, this job I'm getting in the OR, they want you to have a two-year degree. They don't care what it's in as long as you have a degree. And I do have that. And that education wasn't done in vain. I'm still using this education for my current job. So it's relevant and I don't regret going to school for that. And I did it all myself. I had no help from the government. And I just worked hard. And that's the moral of the story out there. Work hard and you'll get to where you want to be. Don't settle for minimum wage jobs. Shoot for the moon. Go to school. Learn a trade. Do something that'll get you the money. And that's what it boils down to. You'll have more money. You'll have more time to go on vacations. You'll save for retirement. You'll have a family. You'll have a better house and so on and so forth. It's just a better quality of life in general. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Modest Millionaire Show. I'm your host, Andrew Johnson. Take care and be safe. I'm going on vacation this week. I will talk to you guys next week. And peace and love.